0: The Good Motherhood with Ailey
1: Wells, Lauren Kerr and Ash Reid.
0: As a parent, having so many baby milk options to choose from can feel a little overwhelming. Meet Kendamil. It's the only British made baby milk and exclusively uses high quality, naturally sourced organic ingredients from local farms. Kendamil is lovingly made with full cream nutrients from milk as a source of fat. Rather than the all vegetable oil recipes used by other brands, they uniquely contain zero palm oil and zero fish oil, making Kendamil veggie friendly and kinder by miles. You can grab your Kendamil baby milk at major supermarkets and online. For more info and to find out how you can bag a free box of cereal, check out www.kendamil.com forward slash TGM. The choice is simple. So last week we spoke about my birth story and this time we're going to hear Ash's story. You've also got two birth stories to tell us.
2: So Yep, start from the start. So I think the last few weeks of my pregnancy I was just fed up. I was wishing it away. I just wanted to have her by that point. And I was actually finished up my work early because remember with Ella I was really sick right yes. up to the like literally the whole way through so i was just done i finished up my work two weeks before i'd intended to i wanted to work up as like close to the end as i could mm-hmm. just because like you feel as if even though you're going to go off for six or nine months whatever even just a couple of weeks difference you're unsure, like i want that the other side i think
0: everyone does that everyone aims to work to the very last day i yep. just
2: over committed so i was like i actually just phoned up. i think i went in on a friday and i was like look i'm just done now like can i just be off and they were like okay that's fine. See you later. Can't really stop you. I know, I can't really stop you. I was like, I'm just done now. So I'm certain that I finished up when I was 37 and a half weeks, something like that. But Ella ended up being five days overdue, so, which wasn't a lot. But see, in the last few weeks, I was like, I am sick of this now. I'm fed up. So anyway, I ended up going for a sweep on my last like midwife appointment they are like we'll just give you a sweep which was fine didn't really bother about any of that can kind you of explain stuff.
0: what the sweep is The sweep it's is like basically <laughs> I know a
2: sweep I wasn't really sure see when they said that I thought it was going to be more like I don't know professional but basically they just put their fingers in and swirl around a few times and apparently that's meant to like stim- Lauren, stop laughing I'm making it sound swirl. professional but basically it's like what would happen when you went to like the you basically just get poked. Oh my god, that's goodness, what it they- is. They just put their hand in as far as they can go till they like touch your cervix, and right. then they like I'm giving you like a demonstration. They are meant to like swirl their finger in like a or their fingers, however many they've got in. Well, awkward. <laughs> they do it like in a circle, and what that's supposed to do is like stimulate the cells around your cervix, which then encourages your body to go into labour because. Essentially, when your baby's head's doing that and it's moving near the cervix, it's sending like your body the messages that it's ready to give birth. Mm-hmm. So if your baby's moving around a lot, that's generally... That's why they tell you to have sex before you have a baby. Yep. Because the sperm's meant to like, stimulate the cervix and make your body go into labour. So I got my sweep. Nothing happened. It was, Do you know what? I didn't feel like she went in that deep. Like It was just kind of like a bit awkward. And then it was... I think then two or three days later, maybe I got another sweep. Again, nothing. I got measured and all the rest of it. And then it was the day before I get taken into hospital, I realised I had quite like reduced movements, but I think it's because by that point I just felt like I was at full capacity and Ella had no room to move. Like she wasn't even measuring as a big baby, but do you know that way I just felt like so tight uh-huh. that even if she did make any movements, it would have been really hard for her to freely like swim in there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I was—they say as well, count the kicks and all that—and I did that. I was like, I'm just not happy about this, um. And I phoned the community midwife, and I was like, I'm just not happy. So anyway, they said we'll take you in to get you assessed and stuff, and they put me in a big monitor. And they agreed as well. They were like, no, it's getting quite tight in there. There's reduced movements. So by that point, they then gave me the option to go in and get induced, which would then involve me getting a pessary put inside me. So basically, do you not know exactly what it looks like? See if you've ever had thrush, you get a can combe. like combi.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a,
2: like a big wee, pill? The big pill thing. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> they just put that inside you and then they leave it. And that's supposed to like, again, make your contractions come on. So I got a pessary done on the i think me and fraser were into the hostel on a friday afternoon and then by the evening because obviously the guys could only stay in until 10 o'clock at night yeah and then they would mm-hmm. have to go so or whoever your birthing partner was could only stay until 10 at night so i think i got one at maybe like three o'clock loads of waiting about which was really annoying so i was in like a what do you call that maternity assessment uh-huh. which i'd been in and out loads anyway because i was so sick so i was in maternity assessment Got the first pest today, nothing happened. And they say, like, within the first couple of hours, you should feel some kind of, like, contractions or something. Nothing was happening. And then I got another one again at 10 o'clock, I think, just when Fraser went home. And he was like, can I go now? Because, like, if I go, watch watch she goes into labour. And at that point, we didn't live far from the hospital. So they were like, right, we'll give you notice. If she does go into labour, we'll phone you. So he went home, poor soul, and couldn't even sleep. He's like, actually, I was just texting him going, you should just be here. Because, like, yeah. so anyway, I was awake for a wee while and then I fell asleep and I could feel slight kind of like cramp, just like period cramp it wasn't contractions um and then I went for a bath so I thought that would just probably help me along I get stuck in the bath no was it a big bath a like huge the big... like like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory big tin thing oh, that's God. what it looked like it was bizarre so I went for a bath and it was so deep like literally like my f- full face felt like it was like underneath the edge <laughs> of the bath it was weird so I just said to them I'm gonna go for a bath it was a communal bit Went in. The contractions were quite hard, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I kept thinking to myself, "Stay, as stay as long with your contractions without any pain relief mm-hmm. as you can," because I just felt as if it would like benefit me more on the other side if I could just not take anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's every midwife appointment or any antenatal class I went to. They were like, "Try and go as long as you physically can before you take anything don't just get a paracetamol or whatever in the first like few twinges or whatever." Even with like. Um- the epidurals and all that sort of stuff they say it can slow you down
1: a bit can't mm-hmm. they like yeah. things can be progressing you take painkiller and it
0: stops it, it stops it. which
1: do they not do in like America and Australia the minute they walk in they're like epidural yes. me now I yeah. know but, um, think what
0: I know a girl that uh, I know she lived in Dubai whenever she had her kids and she said that you go in there and they just as soon as you're like say waters are broken or you had your first contraction you just go straight on the so you don't get any pain go straight on epidural and they don't expect you to go through pain but there's obviously reasons why we do it the way that we do it but
2: it's weird isn't it yeah well i went in the bath because i thought that would just like ease the pains a bit and some people there's two different ways people say depending on what stage you are in your labor it can either speed you up or slow you down Mm -hmm. but if you've had a pessary to like induce you because there's two different types of induction see if the pessaries don't work they'll put you on a drip which basically gives you like false contractions and i've had a friend of mine who got that and she said it was honestly horrendous because it's like double time yeah, so you're yeah, literally yeah. now when you get contractions and you literally burn us like you get a sweat and you're like actually feel like you're going through some kind of like intense interval training uh-huh. that's she said you get that like twice over so you go right I'm kind of past that one and then another one comes uh-huh, and you're going you oh my god no recovery time no recovery time no break it's just horrendous anyway so when I went in for my bath I was like this is actually coming like thick and fast now and I kind of struggled to get out of it. So I managed to eventually, like in between contractions, get out the bath. But I was just very aware of the fact that I was on my own. Yeah. So I phoned Fraser and I don't think he answered initially. And then I sent him a text saying, I'm in a bath. I'm basically stuck. I'm trying to get out. They do have like a wee thing you can pull if you're really. Aye, but they're miles away. But again, uh-huh, it was a bit away. And I thought, if I can reach to get to that, I can get myself out. So I, eventually I just texted him saying, I would make your way in now if I were you. And he wouldn't be getting back in till say it was like 10 till 10 was the, the, the visiting times that he mm-hmm. could be beside me in the ward. This was at like half past six. So he managed to get in for five to seven and was standing outside the ward. Now they never knew at this point because I was still trying to get out the bath. Uh-huh. He'd managed to get from the house to the hospital, parked and everything. And I was still trying to get out the bath. Eventually he got there and they was chapping and were you pure wrinkled like yeah I was a <laughs> prince so I was like kind of on my knees trying to get out and they were like you can't get in until like ten o'clock he went no she's texting me she's in the bath uh-huh. so eventually I managed to get myself out and they let him in and I felt dead fresh though because I'd like obviously been like in there for a bit wrinkled whatever mm-hmm. and I went into the what do you call it maternity assessment ward again and there was cleaners in <laughs> and they had you know obviously like you've got your curtains to like make sure that you're completely covered and it's yep. private. All of them were open them because they were mopping the floors and I just remember this is actually before Fraser made that and I was back in the ward before he came in actually and there was a girl across the, the room from me and she wasn't like anywhere near pregnant she was just getting assessed for like other reasons and she was like are you in labour? And I was going yeah it's, it's really quite intense. She's going Yep, yeah, I've got five of them. It doesn't it actually gets worse now. So <laughs> oh it, it, honestly, she was pure unaware of herself, flicking through a magazine. She's like, Nah, that you're just at the early stages. Trust me, you'll know. Why did you do this? You'll know. You'll know. I know. I was like, Shut up! I felt like I was in a goldfish bowl, and I was literally on my knees, hands and knees on the bed, like Jesus Christ. So I end up. I said to the midwife, she came over, and I think like that she thought I was at it because it was my first baby. I was like, Listen, I think I'm actually literally about to drop this baby now. And she was like, no, you're just in early stages. I'm like, can you just check me? So you were not wanting to check daily. And yeah. I was asking, <laughs> like, can you please check me? And they were like, no, you'll only be like two centimetres. You've only just, you know, this is early stages. Eventually when they checked me when Fraser was then, and I think it was maybe about half eight in the morning, I was eight centimetres. That's amazing. That's basically what happened to me, except it wasn't, Really, eight centimetres? They gave me two paracetamol. I was like, no, this is not even touching the edges of this. That, that is amazing. So I was eight centimetres. I was like, I need to go. See, when you actually look at that, by the way, the eight centimetre dilation. It's scary. She could have fell out and bungee Mental. corded. Uh-huh. Could you actually imagine swinging <laughs> between the legs? So eight centimetres is basically like eight fingers, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh made, my God. I was eight centimetres in the maternity assessment. So anyway, they were like, you need to go down. I went, I can't walk. I physically cannot walk anywhere. This, by this point, my hair, my face was just, like, sweating. I had my full face of makeup on, though, I have to say.
1: <laughs> Obviously. Actually, do you know prepared. what? That
2: was one of the things I was, like, mega prepared for. I had my hair done. Like, I basically put my hair all curled, GHD curls, but I then put it up in a bun, like, twirled it in a bun mm-hmm. so that when I took my hair out, it'd be, like, a bouncy blow-dry. Uh-huh. My lashes were done. My nails were done. My tan was done. My makeup was on. I just felt, like, a million dollars in every other way other than the pain. Yeah. And it sounds so stupid, but, see, mentally, I felt like, for me, that was such a massive game changer because I felt like me. Yeah, it's one of the things things that you can control at least Uh is how you feel. Yeah, so anyway, I had went down. Well, first of all, I was like, I cannot walk. There's no way. But I would have been better off walking because see the wheelchair that got me. The wheel was... Now you get a rogue trolley Mm -hmm. at Asda and it's like (laughs) rickety. That's what it was like. So I felt every bump. Honestly, every bump that we were going down the the ward or down the corridors. So eventually we get taken into the the ward or the the labour suite and there was music on and it was just really nice woman I had her name was Fiona she was so nice my midwife and see from there it was pretty much just like plain sailing obviously at that point though I wasn't like vlogging not on Instagram or anything like that so it was just me and Fraser I didn't record anything which I do regret I think even if you're not doing that I, I think just having even just a phone set up yeah. so you can see yeah. your first reaction just naturally obviously not like the money shot that's not for me yeah but yeah anyway so you want it because you forget don't you, you yeah you really forget see the other thing as well right with my uh, i'd put it down on my choices you know you do like your um birth, birth plan, plan which mm-hmm. is hilarious right because it, it never goes to plan yeah. so my birth plan i'd said i wanted a water birth i just really fancied it But because I was considered high risk, because I went in the night before to be induced because of the just movement thing and all that, I wasn't allowed to have a water birth. Do you you think you wish you had? Yeah, I think part of me, right. So I don't know. I remember when I was obviously ill experienced and hadn't had a baby before. I remember going to the antenatal classes and thinking, I can imagine nothing worse than lying on my back and delivering a baby. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd want to be like on my knees or in a pool or on all fours or something like that because I feel like the gravity pool would be yeah, easier. I think you're right. I- but you don't consider the contraction. So see, mm-hmm. when you're getting a contraction, the first thing you want to do is kind of like curl up a wee bit. Yeah. So going on all fours was just not an option at that point. So I just laid back. Yeah. Like literally the whole missionary position, laid back, knees do you call it missionary when you're giving birth? No. I don't know. Is that just a, <laughs> just a sex mission? That's what got you in this in the situation <laughs> in the first place. I thought you called it missionary when no. you... Just on you your back. just mean lying So me and I said we in missionary in <laughs> <and> the <laughs> birthday suite. Oh my, oh my god, god, that's so embarrassing. Do you want to be lying? Imagine down- I've been. Hey, I'm not even joking. I probably said that. I'll just go missionary. <laughs> I brought mad Fiona. No wonder she was so nice. She probably pissing herself laughing at me. <laughs> I'll just go missionary. Thanks, Fiona. Oh my god. So I was just like on my back, and I remembered like the, the contractions were quite a lot. I had my gas in air. I did my paracetamol. lol. <laughs> Literally did oh. not even touch the sides. I swear to God. And then when I got the gas in air, I swear. See that first puff of it. It was like every tense part of my body just totally relaxed i think because i waited to the end degree when i was just like do you know what it was i remember going to my um antenatal classes and i think i spoke about lorraine before this woman who was really nice she came in us after remember you got it as well uh, yeah and she said she liked your fireplace Was it the curly, she yeah, curly hair? yeah she was amazing right and i remember her doing her antenatal class and she said when you're going through your labor the pain will be really really intense and it gets to a point where she called it the brick wall and it's I couldn't understand what she meant at the time, right? But you literally hit a brick wall and you go, I physically cannot take any more of this. She went, If you can wait two minutes from then your um what do you call that? Like your adrenaline will kick in mm-hmm. and your body's own um pain relief will kick in and you'll be able to manage so much better. So I remember going at the freezer, I'm hitting the brick wall, I'm hitting <laughs> the brick wall. And he was like, right, just two minutes from here. And you know, in the hospitals, they've got the pure school clocks, like the white uh-huh, clocks yeah. with like just pure plain. I remember saying that it being been like, right, I've hit the brick wall, and need to go two minutes. And I just kept going with the gas in the air, mooing like a cow because the contractions were pretty heavy at this point. And I just felt as if, I don't know, it was like a, a rush over my body just, and I felt fine after that like the the pain just kind of disintegrated a wee bit it was adrenaline Mm -hmm. i was shaking my adrenaline Um, and i was saying to the to fiona my bestie who i was like you're so nice we need to go for a coffee after this (laughs) because i was like shut up man you're fucking so embarrassing (laughs) anyway i loved her she was amazing. And I remember when I was giving birth, I was like, she said, don't push the now because you're not fully dilated yet. Just wait, you've got another maybe like 20 minutes and then we'll be ready to go. I was like, I can't wait. My body's literally doing that. She went, okay, just let it do its thing then. And when I was giving birth to her, she was really talking me through it. She was amazing. She's like, just keep breathing and then I'll tell you when to give like a little push. And then we got to the point where she was crowning which for anyone doesn't know that's when you're, the largest part of your baby's head is like making its way through your wincing like I know, just even thinking about it, I feel like I can feel it's it. It's called word, the Burning Ring of Fire. Yeah. Oh. That's what it's like. It's like a it's a sensational burn you feel. See when you say ring of fire, do you not think of that video
0: that went viral of the girl giving birth in the front of the car?
2: Yeah. Yeah. ring Should a fire say- ring a fire <laughs> <laughs> she's going ring of fire ring a fire that is that you need to just go oh my god one two three four five six seven eight one two three four five six seven eight that i just kept counting in my head um and poor fraser i think the same as like you were saying with andy he was just looking at me going it's actually horrific watching somebody you love being in so much pain thinking there's nothing i can do to help that apart mm-hmm. from just be there Um, I think I was just saying like hold my hand no don't hold my hand Uh don't don't touch my head I'm too hot and all that like I was just being a wee bit annoying and I think at one point he actually went to the toilet because he was feeling a bit woozy and the the nurses were like are you okay there Mr Reed are you all right Mr Reed Jesus Christ he was about 20 (laughs) you okay there Mr Reed he's like oh I just think I need a wee drink of water and you're like you're like lying there in the most pain uh-huh. ever it's in the most uncompromising position ever uh-huh. because in fact the the ward that i was in or the, not the ward sorry the suite that i was in giving birth it looked onto the motorway apparently it's privacy glass but you can see clear as day and i kept going look at them over there they can see my breakfast and i'm just <laughs> like here
0: i remember that as well uh-huh. just thinking everyone can see in because i could look at i'm sure it was a car park i could see in and i remember thinking somebody could just be arriving here and they're looking over and they can see <laughs> the full shebang.
2: <laughs> Well, then she was crowning, burning ring of fire. And then the only way I can describe it, it was just, see when they say it, it's really, really hard. I just felt as if she felt the size of like a bowling ball. Yeah. Just really, really hard. And then eventually it's just like flop. Everything just falls out. Mm. <laughs> That's the best feeling. Ah, it's like a pure relief. Um, I don't know. I just think I, think I did really well with that woman. She was pure coaching me through it, which yeah. is exactly what they should all be, be like. But I remember her coming out. And then there wasn't a cry. I was expecting a cry right away and I was like, oh God. And they lifted her up and she looked a wee bit bluey coloured. Mm-hmm. Like now they were supposed to have that really red kind of mm-hmm. thing that they warmed them up. There was no cry for a while. And then they pulled her over to the side and I knew I was having a wee girl because I'd found out. They pulled her over to the side and she was basically just like lifeless. Because she was, did you just know this? No. Mm-hmm. She was a bit lifeless. She was in shock because I remember them say, in fact, rewind a bit, i just forgot a part. I remember when her shoulders weren't coming out and they were like, you need to, because I could feel her face and all that. And Fraser looked, he said it was amazing because you could just see like your two legs and then there's just this wee baby's face Uh like just sitting in between your legs. It was mad. So her head and her face was out and I could feel her hair and everything. I feel like that was really motivating for me to get the rest of it out. But I remember them saying, you're going to need to push her shoulders out or we're going to have to help you. Oh, and no. then I heard the cut- the cutlery drawer. <laughs> I was like, hell no, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I was going, you're not cutting me open. I'm sorry, you're not doing it. Like I am getting her out myself. And eventually I just pushed her shoulders out and she just flopped. But like that, I think because she was maybe not stuck, but because she was there for a wee bit longer than they liked, mm-hmm. she was in a wee bit of shock. Yeah. So they kind of, flopped her over and were, they're were actually quite aggressive about it yeah. just to kind of like make her cry um, and then they warmed her up and they brought her over and it was just amazing I just cried for ages and it was just lovely.
0: Do you See when you were saying about the ring of fire is is the shoulders not the hardest bit? Now think no. about it because I it, think
2: that when you first like burst, <laughs> uh huh, you're oh, like, suppose, yeah. Because I grazed with her, so I didn't end up with stitches. But when I, when I grazed with her, when her head was out, it was like, right, well, we're voting to that point anyway. Yeah, uh huh, because the shoulders kind of like, yeah, they move, move one at a so, time. Uh-huh. You
1: can kind of squeezed them
2: through. God, can you actually believe that a person, like a literal person, comes out of there? It's so weird. That it's crazy. crazy. So yeah, we got her actually I was um I think she was then born at half past one. So from the morning to half past one. So it was quite long when you think about it that way. But I don't know it felt quicker than that. And then even through the, the labour and stuff we were like phoning my mum and phoning my dad
1: and you were actually all together, weren't you? You oh, were yeah. up at your house. Oh that was my we- mum and dad. We were- yeah. It was and it was a sunny day. We were all sitting out on the deck and And we were literally all of us just sitting with our phones in our hands, like waiting for that picture or that phone call. Do you know what ingredients are used in your baby's formula? I've never really thought about it. Why? I just have to talk about Ken's Mill again because this baby milk is really doing things differently. Go on. I never realised that other brands use palm oil among other vegetable oils as a source of fat. Ken's Mill, on the other hand, has never used palm oil in their baby milk and uniquely sources some of its fat content from milk itself. Wow, I knew they removed palm oil from peanut butter a few years back. I can't believe it's still stuck in baby milk. Right? So, as well as being kind to little tummies, it means it's better for the environment too. Plus... Being a British-made family business that sources ingredients locally and manufactures using renewable energy means they have a lower carbon footprint, so they're kinder by miles. Aren't they the only brand not to use fish oil, right? Yep. They use pure marine algae as a source of DHA, which is a type of omega-3, rather than fish oil, which is an allergen for little ones. This means less overfishing, which is kinder to our oceans. That means it's vegetarian. So many things to love. Wait, does that mean no fishy smell either? I swear it smells like biscuits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can you buy a Kendamill? In most major supermarkets, retailers and online, check out wwwkendamilcom forward slash TGM for all the info. Exclusively for you Good Motherhood listeners, you'll also get a free box of Kenda scrumptious cereal when you shop online at Kenda and spend over £20 at www.kendamill.com forward slash TGM. And I remember the phone call come in and your dad spoke to you or fra and then he went away and it, I had a got a driveway at the side of my house and he just walked down there and he was crying crying? (laughs) the minute she told me she was pregnant by the way I cried every single time we spoke about it and then that was it we were all just stood in my garden crying with sheer happiness oh it was so nice
2: so nice and Fraser was just delighted but it's funny when I look back in pictures I'm like you're so young (laughs) he looks so young because when what is that 2016 15 15 Mm -hmm. yeah So it was a long time ago, but yeah, it was amazing. And then after that, everything was pretty plain sailing right after the birth. And she weighed £8.5, which weirdly enough was the same weight. Sorry, £8.6, which is the same weight that I was when I was born. So I I kept thinking that when I was holding her, I was like, this must have been like what I felt like to to my mum. Oh my God, (laughs) that was bad. So yeah, she was fine after that and she just looked amazing. And she had loads of dark hair and she was so dark. See, when she was born, she Mm -hmm. was so tanned. People were kind of looking at her and then looking at us as if, Really? Oh, <laughs> was that I always remember your baby? the
0: first photo that you sent me of her. She was like Pocahontas, wasn't uh-huh. she? She was
2: so dark. But after I had her and went into the recovery ward, it was so weird because my mum's neighbour, who was pregnant at the same time, I could hear her voice across the um, ward. And I was like, is that you? I can hear you. I won't say her name, just in case she doesn't work <laughs> on it. And she's like, yeah, have you just had your baby? And she was like, yeah, at the same time. So we were talking for bit, which was really nice. I knew somebody else that was in yeah. there at the same time. So, yeah, after that, they kept testing her for jaundice because her skin was so dark when she was born. Yeah, so obviously, when she was born, I think people were kind of looking at Fraser and I and being like, she is really quite dark skinned in comparison to us. But there is a heritage there because Fraser's dad is half Burmese. So, and he's quite dark skinned. So, we think that that can happen. Sometimes it's like a little bit of a throwback. Yeah. So, she gets it. It's really quite funny. We kept getting her um, the, the Billy test. Is that what you call that? Billy, you Rubin. Te- Billy Rubin. Billy yeah. Rubin test. Oh. And they kept saying, I think this is broken because it's coming up that she's fine but she does look really quite dark we think she's jaundiced mm-hmm. but she didn't have like now when you're jaundiced you get that kind of slight yellow yeah. tinge she was just really really tanned basically and she had really dark hair lots of it dark eyes like even though when babies are born they're usually quite light eyed. they'd be quite kind of bluey yeah. her eyes were like her pupil and her iris, I remember you couldn't even tell it apart because she opened her eyes the first day when she was born, which is quite unusual. Now, sometimes their eyes are just kind of like half a jar a wee bit. Yeah. Her eyes were like fully open. So she was definitely overcooked. She was ready to come out. Yeah. Um, and I think the only thing after that, she, I breastfed her. She was fine. She latched no problem, which was quite good. I felt a bit all kind of like fingers and thumbs right enough because I didn't really know what to do. But... The girls that were helping me were amazing, and then I think we were in until because you came to visit, didn't you as well? Yeah, you we both visited, came to visit. We visited the day that you got home. I'm sure it was the day after because I remember mean, I said that before about how they say, "But you're fine to go home," and then you're still waiting there. Like, guys, you said that at twelve, it's now six. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at another visiting time. Do you remember Ella actually had? a was it like a bit of a heart murmur at the start. Well, that's what I was going to say. The reason why we get kept in longer is because she had a heart murmur. Which when I heard those words, I was like, "What the hell does that mean?" Because no one had told me about this, right? Mm-hmm so they had checked in and listened to her to see if she was okay they were like no we're not happy um she also was doing a lot of that you know when they do that sick thing when they're bringing up all the mucus Mm -hmm. she was doing that a lot like she was spewing everywhere loads all the time and it was like green and it was projectile like i mean it was literally going straight out of her mouth it wasn't like falling down her face it was going a distance at some rate and the doctor was coming in and saying you know we're not that happy about sending you home just now um everything else has been like textbook but she's bringing up an awful lot of this mucus which means she's obviously taken in a lot when she's been in the womb whatever and um the heart murmur as well is a bit of a concern so they listened into her and then like later on that night they listened into her again and it was still there but what they say is the four chambers of your heart the fourth one closes pretty much at the end of term but it can still close when when you're actually born <laughs> mm-hmm. then it can close afterwards so once that closed we were able to go home but after that it was you know plain sailing. and everything was fine that's
1: so good though like that was like a proper like nice textbook can, uh-huh
2: this the spear thing though nobody told me about that yeah. Like the way that she was bringing up that phlegm was horrendous it was like the exorcist
0: i'd never heard of that either
2: it was really but mm-hmm. it was everywhere so if anyone's listening and that ever happens then it's normal they'll tell you that in the hospital right enough but she brought it up for a few days after as well um, but yeah and then her poo was really black you oh, always yeah. forget they that do, don't yeah, you
0: yeah. god it doesn't
2: even look like what you'd expect yeah, it what doesn't look It's does like real. tar isn't mm-hmm. it but then after I had her because I was so sick through the pregnancy I was expecting to be like fine afterwards and I was sick one more time and I just thought oh my god this is going to stay with me forever this sickness is a nightmare and then with Charlie, he was a wee bit different. So I was due him on the 2nd, but had him on the 4th of February. So it was only two days over. And I didn't get um, in just with him. So that's kind of different. So I had, mm-hmm. it was like a proper labour at home. So it was actually my sweep that worked. I went in, why did I go in the hospital for a sweep? Because I'm certain you normally just get that at your midwife appointment, yeah, you don't do. you? Did you not have reduced movement again with Charlie? No, I don't think so. I don't think I did. I think with Charlie, I just... Maybe I did, I can't remember now. But with him, I went in and got the sweep done in the hospital and um, I had to get another check done. Maybe it was a just movement. I can't remember fully to be honest, but they did my sweep and the girl that did it was like, can I go quite intense with this? I was like, do whatever you have to do. I'm <laughs> just ready to go and get this done. And it was different obviously as well because I had Ella at home. Mm-hmm. So I was like having to think logistically if, if I'm going to have to go in and have a baby, I need to have my mum on call to come and sit with her or take her away or whatever. So that was fighting, obviously, the dog as well. It's like all these other factors. You're like, I need to call in favors everywhere. So I got my sweep and it really worked because during that night, I went into labour. I phoned the hospital at four o'clock. I was like, I've got definite, I never, my um, waters never broke with either of them, like on my own. Uh So I was on the birthing ball at four in the morning and said to Fraser I'm feeling this like a lot and we were counting the time and it was really close together and they said just stay at home for as long as you can so I phoned my mum at half six I think it was and she just came to the house and sat in the house so that Ella could stay in her bed and we had all our stuff ready and we went to the hospital at I think we got there for quarter past seven I got all like monitored up that was fine took my paracetamol at home because they told me to take it and then I went into the labour ward pretty much right away um, the only thing was to see the journey there. There's so many speed bumps on the way towards oh, the motorway, yeah. and I felt every single bump. That's was the like, one thing, isn't it? Horrific.
0: When they say stay at home until until like you can't bear it anymore, when you get to that point and then you're in the car, uh-huh. it is, because you can't even move about,
2: you get your seatbelt on and all that, yeah. you're like and the sweat is pouring off you because uh-huh. it's such a, like intense pain. But I remember getting to the hospital and Fraser just like abandoned the car. And I remember walking And being like right I was vlogging this by the way So you can actually go And watch it on YouTube
1: I feel I like I am literally You're talking about yep. this And I'm playing that vlog Step by step in my head you can remember it You did an all grey um, Eat your lounge yep. things on I can remember it. I had to tie your trainers I know I tie like, I had to tie my shoes why were the runners
2: not a thing at that point? <laughs> <laughs> so I was walking and then every two minutes I was like... And people were walking by me, like people, like porters from the hospital. And they were like, you OK? Oh, you're in labour. And it's so weird because they just think it's normal. Yeah. So then I, I was like, why is this ward so far away? Like, honest to God, you think they put it at the first available yeah. door? So eventually we're in the left, whatever, got up to the ward, got measured, whatever, um, for like how close the contractions were. At that point I was, I'm certain I was seven centimetres. So again went quite quick and I was in the labor suite giving birth to him and they were like I just said to him I feel like I can't push him because my waters haven't gone yet and I feel like you need to burst him and they were like no he's actually coming out in the sack just keep <gasps> pushing I was like no I'd, I'm not wanting to be like a miracle here like, uh-huh. I don't want to be part of your viral video yeah. <laughs> obviously they've been good for me right now <laughs> what a thumbnail <laughs> that would have made but um yeah so eventually when he was coming out they were like he's gonna be born in the sack I was like please just pop that because I literally uh-huh. feel like How I'm does that pushing out a melon it, honestly it was the most bizarre thing and then eventually they were like are you sure you want us to do it because he's literally coming out inside it I went please pop it and as soon as he did it it was like
0: <laughs> just yeah. fell right How out
2: thick like must a it slim? layer <laughs> whatever
1: it is that, is made of do you know what i actually like, have a picture must... on my phone of a baby coming out in the sack and it is the strangest looking thing in the yeah. world it's bizarre isn't it it's yeah like it's
0: amazing because it's like it's almost like being able
2: to see what they were like when they were in there yeah like a live scan it's <laughs> mad so he was literally a pure easy textbook birth the only thing i would say with charlie was I felt my contractions were much more painful with him and I don't know if that's because obviously with Ella my contractions were kind of like not artificial but they were brought on Mm -hmm. like you know Mm -hmm. we we made that happen whereas with him it was like really intense real Real contractions that happened because I was ready to go into labour so um, I don't know and then with him as well I had just the gas near as well with him I just felt like my contractions were much, much stronger and harder. And like my whole body was really... I actually remember looking at my stomach and thinking, why is this literally like a triangle? Yeah. Because then when you can see both sides really pushing them down. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'd already had a baby, my body was different. But I remember thinking, this is like a triangle. And then eventually when he came out, it was just, again, it was just amazing. And he was fine. There was nothing wrong with him. He was crying right away. Mm -hmm. And... It was and you went
0: thank you thank you I can view it I'm replaying it oh my god, god my thank head. you so much uh-huh. thank you so much I know
2: I remember it but how funny because actually I've missed like a whole section of my labour with him only it only was like an hour or so in that actual suite and I remember when I was on my gas near I was really drunk like I mm-hmm. felt really drunk on it literally as if like if I was in a night out I'd have to go home yeah like really it pure affected me and I, I remember the girl was like, "Do you remember? Uh, do you mind if we bring in one of the student nurses? She really wants to see like, the process, whatever." It's completely up to you. I was like, "Yeah, go for it." Everyone's seen it by now. Just on your go, <laughs> have a squint. It's fine. And um, that was fine. And then they were over at the side and they were like writing notes. And she must have been explaining like what was growing or whatever to um, the, the the student. And I was going, I was really paranoid. I was like, Fraser, they're bitching a bit me. And he's like. <laughs> what and the thing is I think I'm whispering but I'm shouting I'm going, uh-huh. them to her bitching about me what are they saying He's, I was like they think I don't know but I can hear them I can hear them talking about me and they were pure gutting themselves they were like that like see the things they must hear uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah and labor and they like, must just hilarious. let it go oh and I remember Fraser took a wee bit of a wobbly and he went and splashed some water in his face because he was like it was just so fast Everything yeah. just happened really quickly so yeah then Charlie was born and that was what it what time was he born at he was born at half nine on the button nine, Oh yeah yeah because then you got out that afternoon didn't then it? I got that afternoon no that no, evening no that night and you said the Chinese at my house remember yes
0: oh my god yeah. I phoned
2: you I was like just come to the house and come and see him bring a Chinese I'm starving
0: <laughs> so were you after you had Charlie were you straight away were you like I want to try and get
2: out today yeah, I was, I was just wanting to go home and see Ella But obviously when I had him, Ella came up in the afternoon to see him yeah. And it was so nice Like I remember her coming in with her balloon and all that And she's like, I see my brother And do you remember she never called him Charlie? She called him Charlie, Charlie yeah, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. We never said that, I was actually going, oh Charlie, Charlie, Charlie I remember Ella was just so
0: small, wasn't yeah. she? Did she have a wee balloon? A wee or balloon oh for God, him
2: so A balloon and a teddy a toy, eh? And she was excited to see him, it was just amazing so so nice it's just different as well when you've already got one like going from having no children to becoming a parent and then having another one and seeing your child react to them I was just so lucky that she wasn't in any way put out or jealous like Ella literally can't remember her life without Charlie because there's only like 19 months between them Mm -hmm. and she was very beyond her years at that point as well so I was quite reliant on her being able to like amuse herself or like help her Go and get wipes. I felt like when I whenever I gave her jobs, she was just so disinterested in all of her toys and she just wanted to see him all the time. Yeah, she she wanted to play so Ravie Dolly. Ravi Dolly, Charlie Charlie. My real life baby. Aww. It was just amazing. So yeah, got home. Ella then stayed with mom and dad for I think maybe one night after that. She stayed the night the night that you guys came up, she wasn't there, remember? Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted to go home and settled and like introduce Lola as well to Charlie because then she came back home as well, yeah.
1: so obviously the dog. And that was late because they did say you were going to get out earlier and like that, really some paperwork and everything because we were ages. waiting for the texts and stuff to say, come. I know, mm-hmm. it was so great. And I then Jack like, was there. Yeah, oh, that I think that was so special for him as uh-huh. well. It was his uh-huh. first like getting to meet him himself.
2: I know, it was so good. But yeah, it was just amazing getting home. And then the next day, after I had him actually, see the whole like peeing thing and you always go, oh my yes. God, it's like fire. I didn't have that with him. And that's what you'd been worried about the I'd whole time, didn't so you? i so worried. And I never had any stitches with either of them. I don't know. See, as much as you were saying before, like you wish that you'd done like the hypnobirthing and all mm-hmm. that, that lady that I had, that girl Lorraine or that woman Lorraine, who was the um, taking us through the antenatal classes, there were a few things that she told us that I think that really helped my birth. Mm-hmm. So you can tell that she's obviously well experienced in what she did. I, I just felt I was a wee bit more, I don't know, maybe I was just a bit daft, but I felt as if I was quite prepared for both their births. Like yeah. I was expecting the absolute worst because yeah. she, she was just very realistic about it and it really helped me when I was yeah. in there with them. But everyone's This will be like
0: a good one for people to listen to if they're pregnant and ready to go and I don't know, even nervous about it because I feel like your stories are all both quite, positive Positive. and calm and textbook yeah don't get me wrong
2: like it's painful it's the most pain you'll ever be in but see as long as you can try and distract your mind like don't get me wrong Fraser was amazing as well like Mm -hmm. he was making me laugh and stuff like that which was really helpful and I don't know I just I felt like my I would say that my birth with Ella was less intense than what Charlie's was because it was just a bit of a slower pace and I loved Fiona. I wanted to go for coffee with her. I wonder if that. she's <laughs>
0: listening, by the way, because she's out right there. There's a few midwives from that hospital that follow me and have messaged me before. And there's one that messaged me that said that she was one of my, like, Midwife, after I had
2: Marcus. Oh, really? Oh, uh-huh. lovely. So there's probably
0: a few of them that listen. Like, imagine she's
2: listening. Well, if she is, then I want that coffee because she was amazing. I loved her. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, she's a pure heart eyes for her. Although when it was quite a while and, ago. It's like six know, years now. But... Where are you now, Fiona? Uh-huh. She was so lovely. But yeah, I had really good experiences with both of them, in fairness. And I think for me it was like i deserved to have that experience with both of them because my pregnancies were shit. yeah yeah 100%. <laughs> i was like i deserved the good labor you experience. earned it <laughs> i've earned it nine months of being been sick what yeah. was your favorite thing about birth seeing their faces both of them look completely different when they were born so it was just see that point where you're just like it's done now this is the pure end of that part of the journey and then getting to actually hold them for the first time and see them did the just cry when you first seen them cause yeah the, the tears are like no other tears you'll ever have in no, your life I, I didn't. yeah
0: did you not, did
2: you not cry no. I, I just felt like i could not stop crying i was just like it's just the, so overwhelmed yeah it's a lot it's,
0: i remember when mine it was i'll, I'll I was going through the whole labour thing, and I don't know. if Part of my head was, part of me wasn't even thinking there's going to be a baby at the end of this. I know. Do you mean, know what I mean? You're so you're just thinking, on the pain I need to get and it gets pain that. away, and yeah. get gets pain away, and then you see the actual baby. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. So I think seeing their faces was definitely my favourite part, and also seeing Fraser's reaction because I don't know. I feel as if for him, he's so disconnected from the actual pregnancy. Like there's nothing he could really do. He didn't come into any classes. He was working all the time, and. All that stuff. So even like the sickness, I felt like I was pretty much as much as he supported me and all that. There's nothing he could have done to help that. Oh, like you're zero. totally on your own. Totally like... on your own. But then seeing him like hold the baby for the first time, it was like, oh my god, like you're yeah. their dad. Yeah. It was mad. I just loved that. And then see having that to look back on as well. Like obviously from my vlog that I've got with Charlie, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. it. I feel sad. I've actually not got that available. Do you you not have like wee videos or wee photos and stuff from when you had Ella? But not as much. I've got like...
1: It just wasn't the thing back then. It
2: really wasn't. I've got more pictures of her as a baby than what I have of just Charlie and his own because most of the ones I have of him, she's in them because she was so little. So I suppose in that way I kind of make up for it. But yeah... It was just mean, and then seeing all like my mum and dad, especially my dad, when I'd like Charlie's middle name Stephen after my dad, mm-hmm. when I told him that in the hospital, he just couldn't speak. It was so lovely. Oh, so cute. It was just pure chuffing. He just kept going, "Thanks for that. Thanks for that," Aww. and like pure crying. I could actually cry thinking about Hello. it now. It was amazing. And then seeing, like, even my brother, when he came in with Lauren, they was like, I'm so proud of you. And it was just amazing. Like, I don't know, it'd been such a journey to get there because I swear in my life, it sounds dramatic, and I've spoken about this before. See, when I was being that sick with Ella, I did not in a million years think that I was going to get to term. Yeah, I kept thinking, how on earth am I able to make a baby when I'm not even feeding myself? Yeah, and like, you were so ill. So ill. And I was really worried. And apart from that, everything else was just perfect. Charlie was £8.4. And Ella was £8.6, so pretty much similar size-wise. And he was three days earlier than what she was born. So you think if she, he'd have made it another couple of days, probably just the same, same size. I
0: know. So yeah. That's amazing. I love that. That's like my favourite positive birth story. Yeah. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed listening to that one. We did my one last week, and we're going to be going through or- Orin. Hey, Oren's
2: Orin. Orin.
0: <laughs> one next week. So stay tuned if you want to hear
2: how that went. And thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Thank
1: you for listening to this episode that has been sponsored by Kenzie They're on Instagram at Kenzie UK. Why not give them a follow? And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please do
0: leave us a review. And finally, make sure you're following us on Instagram to keep up to date with the good motherhood.